Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the Healing Hour, and I am your host, Minister Arthur Burgess III, and I am so glad to be with you. Of course, I have my partner with me, Albert Alicia, uh, Alicia, and she is excited because we have a special guest. Um, I am not going to share it with you yet because I'm telling you this topic is going to blow your mind because I believe it's something that we need to talk about right now inside of our church. Um, it, it is so, you know, timely that we really discussed um, where we are mentally, where we are um, with our mental health and, and how uh, we need uh, to really deal with it. Um, we need uh, spirit and in truth, and we need to not over-religiousize things, but we need to get to the bottom of things. And um, the only way we can do that is if we're honest and we're transparent. So, you know, before we do anything, I always, always do two things. We have our introduction scripture, and we have our... Uh, we we have our uh, word of encouragement, and we have our evangelism tip. Now, lately I've been doing the evangelism tip, and I've been talking about making sure we do the very simple thing of picking up the phone and calling someone. I mean, I talked about websites. I talked about how to get um, church apps and uh, food drives and food banks, and we talked about, um, you know, different ways to uh, get out and witness, especially inside the pandemic. We've always talked about those different things, but there are some grassroots things that go on, and one of those things is simply pick up the phone, call someone, check on them, see see how they're doing, ask them if they need anything. Do you understand that we try to do a lot of things over the top, and we we try to uh, really just, um, you know, step up to the time, but the the stuff still works, the things that stand, asking somebody how they're doing, not sending a text because we also talked about mass text and we also talked about um, uh, group chats, but that send individually. But, no, we are talking about simply hearing someone's voice and allowing them to hear you back. That is evangelism. So I just want you to just get a chance. I just want you um, to really just, you know, take the time and reach out to someone and just say hello and ask them how they are doing. Um, that is our evangelism moment, and I am so, 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 so excited to once again uh, just just talk to you this evening. I miss you guys. I wasn't with you a few weeks ago, and now we are bringing on my co-host. Yeah, she's officially a co-host. The last time she took over my show and because I wasn't able to be here, and um, I was about to give it to her, but I need you to say hello to Elder Alicia Cooper. How are you, Elder? Uh, I'm good. Struggling. 
Don't do it. <laughs> I don't know what was going oh, on. Man. I could not get on this to save my life. But we're here um, tonight. Um, I'm guessing you want me to go ahead and introduce our guest. Is that is that what you yes, want to Yeah, really. Um, and I want you to introduce our guest, but I also, um, you know, I just want to put you in the spot real quick. So uh, you have been preaching all over the place. And we have a dynamic preacher. I mean, you are a dynamic preacher, and you've been literally preaching all over the place. But you have a couple dates coming up. Before we really get started, can you share those dates and let people know what's going on and where you're going to be? Uh, Saturday, I will be at the Lighthouse Church. Um, Sunday, I'll be at August. God's Children Pentecostal Church and tell you where I'm going to be at on Mother's Day as of right now, but I am preaching out on Mother's Day as well. That's when somebody might have to inbox me and ask me for the information. All right. Awesome. Now we would love to introduce our lovely guest this evening. Tonight, um, we want to talk about um, ministry and therapy. And so we have with us Minister Kimberly Johnson. Are you here, ma'am? Yes, I am. Kim, how are you this evening? I'm good. I am so good, and I am so so humbled and blessed that you asked me to be here this evening. Hey, listen, this is a topic. I mean, (laughs) so um, but now Reverend Art does. I have a a question. Yes, yes. What's going on? Because, all right, so we chose this topic um, because, all right, first of all, I've, I've, I've done some research. And, um, you know, with COVID and, and literally everything going on, we really do have to evaluate and just ask ourselves, how are we doing mental? I know um, a lot of my friends will say, hey, I'm just doing a mental check. How are Or you know, um, you know, somebody would say, I'm doing fine. Well, I know you're fine. So what's really going on? How are you in your mind? You know, if anybody says that they have got out of this pandemic without having a little claustrophobia, without uh, you know, having a moment where they are feeling the pressure, I mean, you have, I mean, some either you're lying or you got something that everybody else don't got. So, mm-hmm. so um, you know, talking about mental health and, you know, as as ministers, um, you know, we take on a lot. Anybody who's really in the ministry, who's of service, um, we listen to a lot of people's problems. We tend to push ourselves to the back so that somebody else can be um, in the forefront. Um, we are are trained and taught to serve constantly, even to the point where um, we put ourselves, you know, being the least to make somebody else the most. And and there are times where you know we've heard of pastors committing suicide, or or pastors or ministers leaving the ministry because of the pressure that comes with being involved. And um, 
everything starts in the mind. So it's it's about how do we get the, just the, that honest, open conversation and really deal with our mental health. So, Minister Kimberly, this is why we have you here, because we got questions, and I need to talk to somebody who has answers. Look, I, look, I, I pray I have some good answers for you. But let's <laughs> let, let's talk. <laughs> let, let let us talk. And yes, you know, COVID has really, really brought mental health as a serious topic of conversation in the church. Unfortunately, it's taken a worldwide pandemic to do so. Because, you know, population-wise, we, you know, blacks make up make up about thirteen percent of the U.S. population, but we are overrepresented when it comes to um, people needing mental health treatment because of in, because of any number of things: racism, poverty, violence. And goodness knows there's a lot of violence on the streets of Philadelphia. God help us. Wow. You know, unemployment, underemployment. And so right now, you know, and because of historically us being suspicious of government, doctors, institutions in general, we don't seek we don't. We tend not to seek mental health treatment. We believe if yes. you go to the pastor, the pastor can cure it all. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just and I'm. I'm a believer in just because you can preach a sermon, does not necessarily uh, qualify you to deal with serious mental health conditions. Right. Wow. So so we are in complete total agreement. Um but I, I just I, I really want to talk about because you said there are some defining factors. Um, you know, anytime someone is, is, is stressed out or overwhelmed, there's a combination of things. It's not necessarily just it's not always one particular situation. Um sadness is always gonna be sadness. Um there are always going to be times of grief and sorrow, but depression, anxiety, um, especially in the black community. Let's let's be clear. Like uh, we we try to act like for years we tried to act like depression, anxiety never existed. Like it's not a a factor, but the truth is it has always plagued us. We just coped or faked mm. and tried to cope. Um, that's the one right there. We will fake. We will fake the song. <laughs> so, how do we get to the point where we're honest enough to say, "This is what's going on"? It usually takes us hitting rock bottom. We have to hit the wall, and our world literally has to come crumbling down around us. And even then, we're reluctant to do so, because if you say you have a problem, then you are admitting that you are weak. You're not tough. You're a loser. The church will tell you you don't have enough faith. You didn't pray hard enough. What did you do to deserve this? You know, we act like Job's friends. Right. 
We know you did so, something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you, do you feel like it's, it's a thing of looking at what happened to me but not looking at what the part that I played in? I mean, where do we go? And you said something. You said we got to hit rock bottom. And I really want to, you know, just know, like, how are, if we're we're faking it so much, and if we are being completely honest, as, as, as a black culture, we fake it a lot. If we're faking it so much, how do we even know if we're at rock bottom? Um, that's when you have to be honest with yourself. And even then, a lot of us are still not honest. We put on the facade. We uh-huh. drink, smoke, eat, shop, enter into bad relationships. We do anything to mask the pain and make it look like we're all right. It's like social media. We only want to project the best. They don't, you, all you see, all you see is that little snapshot. You don't see the mess that's going on around that picture that's been posted. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can I interject? So, is that yeah, go ahead. You got it. Um. So since we've been in this pandemic, um, and the church has been, um, not so much in the church building. Um, there has been um, depression from the pulpit to the door, um, anxiety from the pulpit to the door, um, and different things like that. You said something in particular. You said that we fake it, um, and Minister Art, Reverend Art, sorry, um, asked you how do we know when we hit rock bottom. My question um, is how do we know when when we're real, if we're faking it so much <laughs> and we're overlooking the anxiety and we're trying to hook a messiah over the, you know, the anxiety and everything like that, how do we, um, how do we know when when it's real? How do we how how can we look at it and say I need help? When when is that um, be, be beyond the rock bottom? When can we honestly look at ourselves and say, hey, listen, I need some help? You know, for for everybody it's different. For everybody it's different, and some people are never able to admit that. That's when you have people who OD on drugs, who commit suicide because they just, that 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 is their final cry, and they think that things are so hopeless that there is no, there is no comeback from it. Wow. You know, it's almost it's almost like it's almost like when um, in Ziglag when David was in Ziglag, and his men were ready uh-huh. to kill him. You have to find that little glimmer of hope. He had to he literally had to encourage himself because there was nobody else around to do it. You know, wow. um, in the mental health community, it, you know, it's called it, they call it grit, whatever it is you want to call it. But you know, we as as believers, it's faith. You have to listen. You have to shut out the noise around you, and listen for the small, still voice. And it's hard. 
you know, the the enemy the enemy keeps the chatter up because he fig- he figures he you know he's got you on the run he's got you on the run he's got you in the corner you don't have any place else to go. So you know, unfortunately, some people some people never ever come to the point where they say it's not even so much I need help. They get to the point where they say I'm beyond help. There is no help in me. Now, me personally, um, anybody who knows me know that I am very vocal about um, my journey in therapy. Um, therapy has been a life saver um, for me. Um, <clears throat> and also, I'm a minister of the gospel. And, you know, I get frowned upon sometimes because I choose to, to <laughs> I choose, you know, Jesus and a therapist. Um, Amen. How, how would you encourage us to reach out to the people that we're connected to that we see? Um, they might not see it themselves, but we might see they, they, they could benefit from, from a therapist. Um, even in you know, even in the body of Christ, how how do we encourage um, someone to to go ahead and, and and make that move to see somebody in therapy? You know what, like you, you know I you know I've had I've had to seek professional treatment, and I'm not ashamed of it. Now my issue, my problem was trying to find somebody who was clinically and biblically balanced. So you know, I, and I, you know, I share, you know, I share my testimony with people. I tell them, you know, it is, you know, it is not a shame. It's a sign of strength that you realize that it's beyond you, and that it is okay to go talk to somebody. If you have, if you have diabetes, you're going to take that insulin. If you have high blood pressure, you're going to, you're going to take, you're going to take that, you're going to take that pill to bring that pressure down. And so this is relieving the pressure off of your brain because it's too much for you. You know, you know the only, I'm always a firm believer in, you know, share, you know, story sharing. And if I tell someone my story and I share what I've been through, that gives someone else the strength to do it. You know, people look at us and say, okay, if you've been through this, and you've done it, then maybe I can do it too. And you know, and you know, because I have a master's degree in clinical social work, you know, you know, I've, you know, I, you know, I am a therapist. I, you know, I've done therapy, but there are times where, as a, as a minister and a clinician, you have to go to somebody else. You can't keep you can't keep it all bottled up inside. So you know, I think it, you know if we shared more, if we shared more of who we really were, and not just again that profile picture that we have filtered and cropped and highlighted and airbrushed and allowed you know allowed people to see that you know we're you know we're all human. You know, we, you know, we, we can, we can really help some people. So, 
Um, I know this is a broad question, a very broad question. But as ministers, how can we, one, find a way to help ourselves as maybe a network or just find a way to help ourselves? And how can we be of service to the church? Because, yes, I, I believe I believe that, that prayer works, but I also believe that a, there has to be a plan. Really seeking out therapy is a plan. So mm-hmm. you know, men and women and those and um, leaders in the church, how can we really um, just learn to utilize that tool and encourage each other? First of all, I think you know we we have a fear of the unknown. We have a fear of being being vulnerable. And sometimes it's ego. We have a fear that someone else can do something that we can't do. You know, you know, a lot of times clergy, you know, clergy feel like they are, you know, they're Marvel heroes. I love it. You know, we you know we you know we feel we feel like we can we can save the world, and everybody cannot do everything, which is why God has given all of us different gifts, and every gift Amen. in the body is important. Now I know that um, a lot of times one of the reasons why we don't share amongst the body about certain things is because of fear of being talked about, fear of being judged, fear of being criticized, fear of being ridiculed because of something that we have um, been through or something that we're currently experiencing. You know, they say that some people are walking around and they're ready to die and, you know, they can't express it within the church because, um, you know, they're, the church is going to talk about them or condemn them. With something or someone like that, you know, from the pulpit to the door, because I, I think that it is very important for the pulpit to get, get help, but I think it's very important for for um, lay members and anybody else to get help. Um, <clears throat> in a situation like that where it's like, look, I'm, I'm about ready to hang myself, but I am fearing that if I tell somebody this, instead of them, you know, sitting with me and just letting me vent or sitting with me and just um, allowing me to cry. Um, as a as both a minister of the gospel and someone who worked in the field um, of uh, mental health, um, how would you encourage someone like that? Because I really believe that there's somebody um, listening that goes through those moments of I want to tell somebody, but I don't know how to because of what I fear. This is true, and this is true, and you ha- you have to be careful because everything is not for everybody, even in the church, because everybody does not have the capacity to carry your story. And end up in, and may end up doing more harm than good, and so you know there 
look, I encourage people to call hotlines because they're safe. The people on the other on the other end of the line are trained. You know, I and I know sometimes you you know you real you really want people that you know who you feel like care about you, but every church is not equipped to handle every situation. So again, you have to be careful. I would I would say I would say go I would say go to your pastor. If your pastor does not have a reputation for talking about you know, talk, talking about talking about people's business from the pulpit. Because we all we all have run across some clergy like that as well. You can talk to the pastor and then and then you hear your business in the sermon the next Sunday. <laughs> so that, I guess that's when you trust. It's, you know, it's you know it's difficult. It re, you know it really really is difficult. And unfortunately, that's why I tell people sometimes you may you may have to step outside of your church if you don't if you don't really if you don't really know that the people you know that you have someone solid within your congregation. That I don't see where there's anything wrong with you stepping outside of the church, calling a hotline, going you know going to going to a local health going to a local health clinic, calling calling the um the number on the back of your health insurance card for assistance, because ultimately you want help. You don't need you don't need to be harmed any more than you already are. Because when people when people are given more information than they can handle, it usually ends up being a big scandal and a big mess in the church. And that's and that's how we lose people. Church hurt is real. That's true. Now, um, you said you said something very key. The church don't know how to handle. There are churches that don't know how to handle or are not equipped to handle these type of situations. How do we get them equipped? How 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 do we get um yeah, how how do we get them equipped? Okay, I think it starts with the leadership and not to say that it is the sole responsibility of the pastor. Because like Moses, the pastor cannot do everything. Moses' father-in-law told him, look, you are going to wear yourself and the people out by trying to be everything to everybody. Find some people in the church who have who have some gifting in these areas, even if it's just someone who who will handle the information. Say if you know if there's someone in in the congregation. Let's say you have a nurse in your congregation, because a nurse a nurse is also well versed in HIPAA and know that you cannot just go around telling people's business. Or if you have a teacher, you know some you know someone in someone in the church who you know who's willing to be that confidential person to even just supply the phone numbers even if even if they're not even if they're not the ones who are doing the counseling mm. someone who someone who someone who can point you in the right direction and then maybe give you a uh-huh. maybe give you a follow up phone call to say, you know, how you know, how are you doing? Were you able to call? Do you right. want me to call with you? 
So, no, I'm not putting the onus of, of responsibility on the pastor and the first lady because that's a whole – that's a whole that's a whole different story. We you know, we we in the black church put a lot of responsibility on the first lady. Like look, God called her husband. God did not call her and we put a lot of, we put a lot of a lot of pressure on the first lady to work as hard as her husband does in the church and she doesn't get a paycheck. <laughs> you, you ain't never lied. <laughs> you ain't never lied. Yo. My sister my sister is a first lady, so I know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And again, when you put that kind of pressure on your leadership to be everything to everybody, that's when clergy that causes a lot of problems in clergy. You know, and um, you know, you know, in the marriage, your pastors and ministerial staff. Because they're so busy with the church that their own families are being neglected. Mm. Again, let's look at Moses. Moses was wandering around the desert with the children of Israel, and he left his wife and his own family with his father-in-law. His father-in-law had to say, yo, dude, did you forget about them? Wow. He had to go take them out. He had to go take them out there to Moses. Mm. Wow. All right, so quick question. As far as really, 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 um, you, you gave some key points. Uh, first of all, I love the fact that you said, hey, every church now what? We have someone they can contact. And you made a point of overworking you're fading in and out um, on me. <laughs> how how can we avoid that? That's another question. Like, I I mean I I know that it's like, you know we've been doing church one way so long, and it's like we've never considered the hands that are operating the church. And people get overworked and overwhelmed. What do we do? Um. Then again, you have to you have to recognize. Okay. My thought about this is, you are the first thing that God gives you stewardship over. You have to be a good steward of yourself. Mm. The pastor, I like that the pastor is not, the, pa- the pastor is not God. The pastor is not a Marvel superhero. The pastor is a person, and I wish I could remember the brother's name who said, you know what, I'm going on sabbatical. He's at my, he's at my church. Oh, I know. There's enough well-trained people, and he did just that. He said, look, he said, he said, I, he said I want to go to brunch too, like everybody else. I want to, I want to, I want to experience this thing. I hear other people talking about. Oh, you, oh, I know. I can't remember his name. You, I know what pastor you're talking about, though. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, there's also a fear that if you're not there, the church is going to fall apart. 
or somebody may try to take my pulpit while I'm gone. Wow. And don't tell me, don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't tell me that you have not seen it happen. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I'm blessed that, um, you know, when I was coming up in ministry, I was very young, and I was under leadership that literally wanted to guard the pulpit cut. Um, as I grew and got older, um, I was uh, moved into another ministry and under uh, a new pastor. He pretty much told me, I'm not going to kill myself trying to trying to guard this pulpit. I got too many good people around to, to worry about what's going to happen. Um, I'd rather sit back and let y'all take it. And um, I've had two different experiences in ministry where I had a pastor who was very guarded, and then I have a, another leading pastor who pushes you out and allows you to be yourself and make mistakes and really learn. And I, I develop a certain level of freedom that, I, that a lot of people, you know, I hear stories, I hear horror stories. I don't have any horror stories. the Lord. I mean, I've had experiences and, you know, being, like I said, I was, I was always the youngest. I started ministry at a very young age. Um, I've been overlooked. I've, you know, my ideas were kind of shut down. Oh, you know, the, you're the young guy. You got these big, crazy ideas. I've been through that stuff. And I believe those things are a little bit more typical. But I've never had the horror stories that I've heard or had to pray with people about or even had to go help somebody out with. And, you know, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but it seems like on this side of the cross or the ministry, it's harder. It's harder to be inside the pew, and those are the people who are supposed to be getting the best of us. Do you say? I mean, how do we encourage that leader who's preaching battered, worn, frustrated? How would we encourage that leader? And unfortunately, it's hard. Who pastors the pastor? Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you look, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to know who to trust. You can only be so open mm-hmm. with the congregants. You know, and again, you can only, you know, de- depending upon depending upon your denomination or your non-denomination, you can only be. So you can only be so vulnerable with your friends before you turn around and one right. of your friends is in your pulpit. <laughs> wow. Can I say something in that in that regard? Uh, the other yeah. thing too is, as and and I know that I'm not I'm nobody's therapist. I, I would never claim to be one. Hence why I, I suggest that all prophets, whatever you call you know whatever your title is to go to therapy because mm-hmm. people, for a better like of words, people dump so much on you. And by law, we are just like a therapist, just like, you know, anybody in the mental health field, we are not supposed to disclose anything that is, is um, shared with us. Right. Um, 
unless it is detrimental to the person. If they're suicidal or homicidal, mm-hmm. if, you know, we had a young person come to us and say they was molested or, you know, raped or anything. Um, you know, spousal so, abuse. Uh, anything like that, mm-hmm. then yes, we're street. But other than that, we are not supposed to put anybody's business out there, you know. So having a therapist to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, I had to deal with this type of situation and this thing is weighing on me. You know what I'm saying? To allow yourself allow yourself that the opportunity to, to get it off your chest, the things that you're carrying. Because when you when when you hear story after story after story, that stuff weighs you down. It really weighs you mm-hmm. down. You know, they say every every I say every pastor needs a therapist, just like they say every therapist needs a therapist. And every psychiatrist needs oh, a absolutely. psychiatrist. Because it, oh, absolutely. Don't, don't go crazy. You'll go crazy. Oh, it's, it's like, yeah, prayer is nice. Prayer is good. I'm not against prayer. But there is sometimes you need to go to somebody and be like, hey, listen, this is where I'm at. <laughs> this is what it is. This is what I, you know, this is the weight that I'm carrying. Mm-hmm. And it can't always be a colleague because a colleague is going to deal with you on a friendship level. They're not going to help you in the other levels. It can't always be a family member. Sometimes you need a therapist outside of the church that don't have nothing to do with your local body. And there are um, there are Christian therapists out there. There are, and more and more are coming to the forefront, which is my ministry. Because, again, you know, who pastors the pastor? Who can the pastor go to and be safe? And, you know, and I'm not somebody, or at least at this point, I don't feel like God has called me to pastor. So, you know, there, you know, there, you know, there, you know, there is no. You're a different story. You're, you are a different story, but you absolutely, you absolutely need some place to go. I'm sorry, we can't, we can't hear you. I said, um, um, I said, Minister Kimberly, can we have that conversation about denial all over again? There's elder talking about this. I'm not called the pastor thing. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, I'm. I'm just saying. I see a lot of big fishes around her. Mhm. Mhm. I just ignore her when she says that. <laughs> I look. Look. I look. I just. I just. I just ignore her. Because I think in, you know, in my spiritual calling, I'm that armor bearer. I know what the pastor knows. I have the training that the pastor has, but. That's not my calling, so I'm not dealing with everything that the pastor is dealing with. It's like back to, back to Moses. He had Aaron and her to hold his arms up. Amen. And that's you know, and that's and that's what that's what that's what pastors need. And again, my, like I said, my struggle in finding somebody was finding somebody. Who, could, who I could relate to culturally and not have to translate everything that I was saying. Like, even though I'm clinically trained, when I talk to you, I don't necessarily want to talk to you in clinical terms. Right. Because I'm a real person. And look, and I'm going to, and look, I'm just going to say it to you straight, no chaser. 
So I don't need Becky with the good hair asking me, what what exactly does that mean? (laughs) And then, you know, and then, you know, also I don't need somebody who's just going to throw out Bible verses to me. Weeping may endure for the night, for a night, but joy will come in the morning. <laughs> I need just, and I then need, you I, have to remind them what I need a loop. Mm-hmm. I, like, I know that scripture already, because you know, <laughs> you know, COVID and everything, and everything that we've gone through. You know, as a matter of fact, today is the one. Today, a year ago, my fiance was buried. He died from COVID, oh, and I wow. so. I so appreciated people who did not come to me. I was like, please, if you're gonna if you're gonna quote a scripture that I already know, please don't. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, okay. Please wow. don't, because again, you all you all made the point. Sometimes you just need to blow off some steam, and you just need somebody to listen. And a lot of times, that's what the pastor needs. There's some place to let his or her head just been around for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. um, just, just a sidebar, I just want you all both to know I am very upset with you guys because I got <laughs> somebody fussing at me in the inbox talking about some. All I'm going to say is you better be obedient. <laughs> Bless God. Hey, y'all, know my was, y'all know my response was, I am an elder. Ministry and therapy, guys. Ministry and therapy. I really think that um, I'm excited to have Minister Kimberly on. She's another voice that we done said a lot tonight. From the, you know, you ain't no Marvel. Look, you are not, you are not T'Challa. You are not Black Panther. <laughs> you are not Wonder Woman. You just say, don't give me the same scripture that I already know. I mean, these are the things that ministers, we want to say, but we just don't say. I don't see. I have no filter, which is why they don't give me a microphone very often. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I love her. They don't give you a microphone. Look, look, we look. We can save some souls. We can do some damage to the enemy if we would just get real. But we so busy being That's churchy. Wow. We are, we are so busy. Look, look, take, look, take, take your wig off and get real. I love it. That's the I love truth. it, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, real quick. The 9.45 mark, we're approaching the 9.45 mark. And at this time, this is where offer someone Jesus Christ, and we present the opportunity of allowing them to 
um, just accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We talked about a lot in this conversation. And what we wanted to let others know is, is that we suffer just as much as you do. And we go through the same things that you go through. And we need the same outlets and avenues that you need. Um, there is no exemption of depression or anxiety just because you now have on a title. It doesn't exempt you from emotion. It doesn't exempt you from feeling big. So um, we need the same Jesus. We need, we need therapists. We, we need uh, people who will love us unconditionally without uh, judging us. We need all the same things you guys need. And, but here's the thing. We, we, get this, this, we get this overwhelming gift, and that overwhelming gift is that we get to have a personal Savior who is always with us as we go through these processes. We get to have a a. a a God who is with us through the process. And the only reason why we're able to admit and go through the process is because we understand that we have a Savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. And if you're listening right now, we just want to give you that same opportunity that we have. You know, we talked about uh, therapy. We talked about um talking out your problems, getting airing out your frustrations, and we talked about prayer. We want to make sure that you understand that prayer really does work, and we also want you to understand that we could do nothing that we do if it wasn't for the Lord to save Jesus Christ. So if you're, if you're watching, if you're listening, if you're, um, you know, just casually having this plan, uh, I believe that there's a call on your life, and that call is to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. And and let me tell you, it's very simple. There is no, you don't have to give nothing. You don't have to, uh, you know, do backflips. All you're doing is confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. And if you're able to confess and believe, you are saved. What are you confessing? You're confessing that one Jesus. Is, uh, is the Son of God, that he died for your sins. Not only did he die for your sins, but he rose for your sins. And then you recognize that you are a sinner and that you ask him to come into your life and save you and let him be Lord of your life. When you make that declaration, you are saved. Now, there may not be no big explosion or no bells or no whistles, but your confession is made known unto God. And what the Bible says is when you make that confession, heaven rejoices. So right now, heaven is throwing a party because you opened up your mouth and said, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. And I admonish everybody who's listening to just take control of them, take hold of them. If you don't have them, take hold of them because this is how we're able to get through. So I'm going to pray right now because we're believing that somebody just received Christ. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you are doing. You are holding your people together. You are keeping us while we go through this process. God, we have been through pain. We have lost people. We have we have been hurting, and, and we've been in our own heads. And there's been things that's been going on in this past year that we could never imagine. But, God, we know that you are always with us, and we know that in order to get get to the point
point where we can heal and get better and be whole. The only way we can do that is with you. So God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you, you be the peace, you be the comforter that you called your Holy Spirit to be. You allow the, the Holy Spirit to saturate us with the peace that surpasses understanding. And God, we ask that you give us the boldness and the strength to say something, to speak out, to get help, to ask the hard questions, to not look at themselves so highly, but humble ourselves and ask for help. So Father, right now, I ask that those hearts who who want to come to you, that you visit them, that you speak to them, that you hold them like nobody has ever held them, and you show them who you are. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right. So, wow, we only have 10 minutes left, right? And before we get to our final words, we want to bring on Pastor Toy. Um, Pastor, are there any announcements or anything that we need to say before we close? We do our closing remarks. Yes, we do have announcements. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God, first let me say how I enjoyed the word that went out this evening. I have two um, comments to go along with the word that went out this evening. The first one, Minister Kimberly, I love everything you said today. Especially when you said, listen, your story ain't for everybody because everybody, even in the church, can't carry your story. I love that. Oh, you don't know how my spirit just jumped inside. I was like, yes, teach them, girl, teach them, yes. So I just wanted to to thank you for coming on, and I wanted to add to what you said. You said every pastor needs a therapist, and I agree with you, and I also believe that every pastor needs a Just because we're in leadership, we should still be accountable and have somebody that we can go to every – it's like a recycle. It's like a wave. We we roll in and roll back out, but we're supposed to do it in a manner in which we're covering each other, and I just love you for bringing to the forefront something that we as a body in Christ tend to hide. So I thank you for that. Um, Elder Alicia Cooper, I just got one word from you, girl. Just one word for you. Stop running, baby. You know what it is. Stop (laughs) running. Stop running. Stop running. You know what it is. And we thank and bless God for each and every one who has joined in with us this evening. For all of our listeners, for this, our 1,443rd episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank and praise God for all of you. By faith, we praise God for that soul who we believe came to Christ this evening. We encourage you to find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until then, bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be broadcasting with By Faith We Good and its host, Minister Bernard Morrow. You do not want to miss this anointed man of God tomorrow evening. Again, at 8 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. 
You can follow us on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to talk with you, to pray with you, to pray for you. Know that we love you all with the love of Christ. Oh, yes, and one more important announcement. Coming this year, May 9th, 2021, May 9th of 2021, Purpose Kingdom Network is transforming into PKN Radio. God has blessed that we will be broadcasting the love, the power, and the saving knowledge of Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week through his preached word, his taught word, and also through gospel music. So please keep your ears and eyes open on our social media pages as well as right here, and we will continue to give you further information as we transform to PKN Radio, the place where believers go. Know that we love you all with the love of Christ. We cannot wait to join in with you again tomorrow evening. Elder Alicia Cooper, thank you once again. Minister Kimberly Johnson, thank you once again. Reverend Art, wonderful word, wonderful job as always, and the ministry is back in your hands. Awesome. Man, um, Minister Kimberly, can we have you on again, please? Uh, You blessed us this evening, and we need more. Can we make that happen, please? Sure. Let me show you there. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, look, I'm just an around-the-way girl for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love her. Yeah, we need you back. Um, so let's, let's figure this I'm, thing out. I, um, it's been an honor. It's been our honor. It's really been our honor. Um, and we want to hear from you again. What um, if there could be just a final few words um, you want to share with everybody who's listening? What would those final words be before we wrap this up? Okay. Well, I guess I'd like to share words from G- Jesus' baby brother James, mm. and it reads in the fifth chapter and the sixteenth verse. New King James Version. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. So again, it's okay if you have Jesus and a therapist. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, thank you. Um, Elder, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Yes, I do. One, Pastor Zoe, I am not running. I'm not running. And I thought you was my friend. I love <laughs> you. Number, love one. <laughs> number two, for people who need Bible about therapy, when Jesus was with the Samaritan woman, He didn't lay hands on her and rebuke a demon. He talked her through her deliverance. He talked Mm -hmm. her through her deliverance. So that is another way to show it is okay to have a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, 
Uh, that thing blessed me right there. He talked that through a deliverance. He did not lay hands on her. He did not call out no demons. He did none of that. He talked her through her deliverance. Amen. 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 Um, Amen. Thank, I, thank I you again. Thank you, my sister, for asking me. Um, this has been yeah. a true blessing. Oh, no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a true blessing. Yeah. Right, we got some. I, I think something is here. Pastor, uh, I think you got this yes. thing is here. Uh, I really do. I yeah. Oh, I'm there. I'm, I'm already there with you. I was going to call you. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe that that there is there's something. Um, you know, Minister Kimberly, I, I don't know. I just like listen. I've had a during this show. There was so many things going on. There was a tax phone with work. This ain't going right. That ain't going right. Getting called here. Um, you know, things happening while we are on the show, and I'm juggling a thousand things at one time and still trying to stay connected. And literally, this conversation. Um, Listening to you just made me put everything down and say, I need to listen. So I need to listen. There are other people that need that need to listen as well. And I just believe God, maybe maybe your own radio show. Push. I'm pushing. I agree. I didn't rest. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 I'm pushing it. I know that I've just I just met you forty five minutes ago. But yeah, people need good. to hear. People need to hear what you. I'm saying. a special guest. I mean, they really. I'm do. a special guest. <laughs> Is it possible we could talk about your wellness? How about I'm a special guest? See, that's my guest right now, and she says, "What about what about a special guest?" <laughs> she, she just want to be a special okay. guest right now. Okay. So we'll pray about it. If the Lord tells me to walk on the water, I will walk on the water. Hello? Jesus led. He raised me. I'm doing it.